Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. So, Jay, here we go, our first post-Halloween podcast. Oh, man. You can't even say that word. Now I'm getting all sentimental. What? Post? No, no Halloween. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, I got to tell you the truth. Like, for me, when it's over, it's over. Close the book on it? I'm ready to close the book. I think two months and a week was enough time to collect plastic skulls and Snickers. <laughs> and cheap Freddy gloves. And cheap Freddy gloves. I'm ready to dive into the next thing. I know you're wanting to hold back. Well, I mean, the way I am, and most people know this, is like I like to live that whole scenario all year round, no matter what. What scenario? <laughs> like, when is it Halloween? You oh, know? the Halloween vibe is a year-round thing for you. Yeah, exactly. When I when I see the 360 some odd days until Halloween, that you know just gets me all excited. Yeah. <laughs> practically on one hand you can count the days yeah i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you got no love for like hand turkeys and stovetop you know one thing i get a lot of crap for is never being a fan of like thanksgiving dinner oh man you're going on the record you want you want to might want to watch no. your words here <laughs> no i mean i'm not saying it's like I like seeing my family and, and the family gatherings and having a few drinks here and there, but I don't like turkey. You know, I don't have any interest in really anything having to do with Thanksgiving food. I don't think I've ever met a person who didn't like Thanksgiving dinner. I like stuffing, don't get me wrong. Actually, yeah, my mother's stuffing is awesome. So, so this is like just a dead zone for you right now is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm going, I'm back into my normal mode of this is regular life right now you know? i guess that's the difference between you and me is that i don't like what if i'm in normal mode i'm miserable i need some holiday <laughs> to cling to something to give me hope because if i just have to face my everyday life as it normally is <laughs> i don't want to tell you what i do well you see that i'm already my mind is already churning the, the machine is going like well what am i going to dress up as for halloween next year god <laughs> like what's the halloween special gonna be about <laughs> that's 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 ridiculous come on it's for real at least wait until like march like the rest of us yeah so you're excited for the thanksgiving dinner and, and well I'm, I'm excited for the christmas season but yes i won't i'll say that thanksgiving is part of that so i don't sound too crazy i just think it's funny that you know I, i've heard you and a lot of other people say like thanksgiving might finally be kind of getting some like its own footing for once, you know? But what's funny about it is that the Thanksgiving Day Parade, it culminates in Christmas. Santa Claus comes out. So yeah. Thanksgiving is barely, it's basically for shopping because everyone's like, you're sitting there drinking, everyone's drinking, watching, everyone's watching football. And then what's the conversation about? Where are you going shopping tomorrow? <laughs> what the fuck else do you talk about your family? Like, at least that's a topic. Usually when I sit with them, we just stare at each other for two hours. 
See, I'm like, all right, let's um put on a Christmas story. Let's let's jump right to it. Oh know? yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ralphie BB gun. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, um, I you know I don't think many of our listeners are quite ready to make that sort of jump yet. Right. And the good news is that tonight's show is not about the holidays. It does incorporate some nostalgia, though, which is good. Yeah. What are we doing? We are going to be compiling our favorite junk food from when we were young. Yes. Now, it doesn't have to be from when we were young. I guess you can include... No, yeah, it has we, to be from when you were young. Have... Yes, that's the rule, goddammit. Okay, so it has to be from when we were young. It cannot be in production right it has to be discontinued and delicious delicious (laughs) discontinued and delicious and we we have to we have to include at least one beverage that's the one caveat all right so what we're doing essentially is not creating so much just lists but personal menus right our own little personal menu of junk food we're gonna be so fucking huge Do you want to start with one of your favorite discontinued junk foods? Jeez, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, All right, I'll start. I'll start. Snacks. We want back. Going back to when I was a kid, one of my favorite things to snack on was boppers made by General Mills in around 1986. Oh, you mean like peanut butter boppers? Well, there was different flavors of boppers, and um, they were actually General Mills, Nature Valley made them, and they were basically in the vein of like a granola bar, but they tasted like a candy bar. So it was creamy peanut butter, logs, rolled in like chopped peanuts, and these little rice pellets. Yeah, they were like pretzel rods, but instead of pretzels, they were made out of peanut butter. Yeah. And then they were covered with like 85 other things. Yeah, and there were different flavors, you know, different variations, but these boppers were amazing. And the the key to these boppers were the fact that the peanut butter inside were actually creamy. It wasn't that weird, gritty, like t- uh, dry peanut butter. This was actual, like, really good peanut butter. Yeah, like it had some give and stretch to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like silly putty. Mm. (laughs) The packaging on the box, it was black and it had neon blue lettering. So 80s. Well, it was actually more like, this was the thing I was going to say, is that it was kind of like 50s style. And in the 80s when we grew up, everything... Everything was 50s. If no, you it, no, it's absolutely true. I, yeah, I've, I've definitely come to that conclusion before. And if you think about it, it makes sense because now we're in the 80s again. So exactly. it's like that 30-year cycle. Yeah, because all the – and I realized why because this actually comes up – as I was compiling my menu, I said to myself, well, it has to be because when we were young, our parents were bringing us to the grocery store and they're the ones that had the money – in their wallet. So they were like, oh, hey, so this looks like very 50 style and it's tickling me in the, all the right ways. <laughs> so let me buy this for my. Yeah. For my if I, you know, I bet that quote was uttered across the whole fucking country. <laughs> so anyway, so these peanut butter logs were about the size of like one of your fingers, right? And a, long, so, a long finger. It's pretty well, big. No, they weren't that big. They were actually smaller than they were advertised which actually used to bother me when I was a kid because if you have unusually large hands, 
they're not a finger size. They were like, they're like the size on my pinky. And they were, I was like, really? This really? Is- oh God. I must be misremembering them. Cause yes. like you're basically I- describing them as baby carrots. They're bigger than baby cats, but one of the things I I did write down in my notes was Matt will likely misremember these as much bigger than they used to be. You stupid motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so these were great. They also came in fudge chip, honey crisp, cookie crunch, and fudge graham. But the best were the peanut butter boppers. Yeah, I mean, they felt like something that should have been in Wonka's chocolate factory. Yeah. Just insane circus of a food. It really is. It was just like a, a crazy combination. And it, it looked like a smaller version of one of those holiday logs that you see, which is like, you know, like they'll make like a cheese nut log. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, you're right. It, it kind of looked like the candy version of a cheese log. Yeah, exactly. And they boomed for a couple of years and then they just completely disappeared. Never to be heard from again. Well, it's probably for the best because I feel like those things were good enough to sort of just annihilate an entire society with everyone just slowing to a crawl so they could eat peanut butter poppers. <laughs> like you would bite into that and you'd see God. <laughs> yes, yes. Peanut butter poppers. It's creamy peanut butter, a crispy coating, and a whole lot more. Peanut butter's gone poppers. The first item on my menu are Fruit Corners Fruit Bars. Are you familiar with these? I am familiar with them, and I would love to hear what you have to say about them. Oh, oh, God, where do I start? Where do I start? I feel like I should sing some church song. They were like fruit snacks in the rough form of a candy bar. It was like you'd you took a hundred fruit snacks and you sort of like chewed them into a paste and then you like formed them into a little rectangle. They were so, so good. Like you'd bite them and you kind of just like have that little orgasm right down to the O face. (laughs) What I do remember looking them up and the commercial for this brought me right back though, because there's a kid that's basically scalping these bars as if he was Damone in Fast Times at Ridgemont High and they were concert <laughs> tickets. <laughs> but again, like, you know, I got to say, okay, I didn't have the same love for the Fruit Corners uh, bars that you did, but the Fruit Corners swirls. Do you remember the swirls? They were Fruit Corners fruit bars, yeah. but they had like a swirl of like white Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a common thing that Fruit Corners did with many of their different types of fruit snacks. They, like, coated them in that yogurt shit. God, yes. So, yes, now that you mentioned it, I do remember it. And the the coolest thing about it was how it looked. Yeah. Like, it looked like Like a zebra or something. Yeah, like some alien art. Just thinking about those things makes my mouth water. Like, like I'm Pavlov's dog. (laughs) (laughs) But here's another instance, because the commercial has... Like an Elvis impersonator, well, the Swirls commercial at least, has like an Elvis impersonator singing the song. And I'm thinking, what is it with this? Like a five-year-old back then didn't give a shit about Elvis, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I guess it's like the same rules apply to commercials for dog food, how they make it appealing to the owners. It's like they (laughs) make it appealing to the owners of the children. It's exactly it, because you see like kids, like they're dancing around a park to, yeah. to like an Elvis in person. I'm like, what God, is You know, now that we've like come across this theory, we have a lot to think about. What if Flabber from Beetleborgs is for parents? 
<laughs> oh, God. Why else would he be Jay Leno? That's true. Well, Jay Leno mixed with Liberace. Yeah, a little Liberace. <laughs> oh, fruit corn is fruit bars. I'm, I'm a little upset that you don't like them more than you seem to, but I guess to each his own. Did you have a favorite flavor of the fruit corners bars? Yes, strawberry, or as I called it back then, red. Red, okay. Red. Anything red. Anything red or deep red or bright red. So it might have been style over substance now that you're saying that. No, I mean, they had style, don't get me wrong, but those things were <laughs> delicious. So now, did these, I don't remember, did they have the seeds in them? Like it was like real strawberry? Because remember Fruit Roll-Ups had, they actually tasted like real fruit at one time? Yeah, there, there uh, you like could still strawberry seeds in them. Yeah, yeah, you could still actually get those kind of fruit roll-ups just made by somebody else. Yeah, but exactly. I don't think the fruit bars had it. They did have a slightly like, like it wasn't just a fruit snack. Like the right. meat was made of some other material to give it like more weight. The fruit meat. <laughs> yeah, the fruit meat. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, work with me. You know what I meant. <laughs> The next item on my junk food menu is Keebler's Pizzerias. Oh, I know, I know you're a fan of these, you know, and the, these chips, they were sort of a Dorito, but slightly different because the consistency, it was almost like a potato chip mixed with a cracker. That's that's the only way I could say that it's a different type of consistency than anything you've ever had. And the flavoring was always pizza related. There was a few different flavors. They had cheese, they had pizza supreme, and they had zesty pepperoni. Yeah. The best one was cheese pizza, the original flavor. Yeah, and it was already they already achieved perfection. There was no reason to mess with it further. Yeah, and the the coating like the the dust right was like this spicy i can't say it tasted exactly like pizza would but i mean yeah if I you could. were going to have a, i would say if you were going to have a pizza chip yeah this would be the closest you'd come i've never had something that wasn't pizza that tasted so much like pizza like to me that was so on target i was amazed even as a child at how much it tasted like real pizza yeah and it's you know it was interesting during that time, because Keebler were, they were going through this whole thing where they were making tons of like chips. They were making Oboises and Ripplins. And, you know, now it's basically just cookies, you know. But from the way I remember everything, everyone loved their chips. Yeah. Like, their chips were three steps beyond all other chips. Yeah. They were like a gourmet chip. Yeah. Like it. And because they were part of like the Keebler umbrella. Buying them felt like you went to Toys R Us. Like it always had that sort of like playful toy quality, even though you were just eating it. Yeah, they were like it was almost like fake food. They were yeah. like fake, like fake uh, grapes on your dining room table. Right, and they all kind of looked like play food anyway. Yeah, but like you were saying before, I mean, if you're gonna have a pizza chip, like back then, Doritos had a Pizza Hut tie-in. Do you remember like the Pizza Hut Doritos? I don't know if I do. Okay, so they had a Pizza Hut variation of Doritos, and they didn't even come close to pizzerias. Pizzerias were the greatest chip, like, of all time, I think. Hmm. Well, we'll see about that. Well, one of the great. One of the greatest, yeah. Yeah, and I agree with that for sure. New pizzerias! Crank it with real pizza dough! Cheese? Spices? 
Radical Grub. Tastes like real pizza. Only louder. Pizzerias rule. Do you think there's another chip that comes closer? Uh, there might be, and uh, incidentally enough, it's from Keebler as well. Oh, yeah? Tato Skins. Oh, yes, Tato Skins. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there are Tato Skins still out there, and they are basically exactly the same, but for me, if they don't come in the Keebler bag, if I can't imagine Keebler elves toiling away for my benefit, <laughs> they are not Tato Skins. I agree. It does lose the ambiance when you don't have the Keebler elves uh, in the in the equation here exactly uh for those who have not tried a potato skin they were basically like extra crunchy perfectly oval potato chips one side looked like a regular potato and the other side looked like the potato skin right oh god so good it was so it, good you could easily eat six pounds of these things in one sitting well you know and this was one of the first instances when i was a kid where i opened up the bag and realized there was like 11 chips in the bag, but you paid like $4 for it. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Because like there'd be certain bags of chips where it would be filled. Yeah. And you could eat them all night. But, you know, these, there was, it always felt like they were at a premium. Well, they were because, I mean, per capita, each chip really was <laughs> worth more than the average chip. Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, what, what about, do you have a favorite flavor of these? Uh, you know, I think as was the case with the pizzerias, the original was where it's at. Mm. I don't need extra dust. Just give yeah. it to me straight, buddy. <laughs> well, they had baked potato, uh, cheddar and bacon, sour cream and onion, and steak and potato. Steak and potato might have been a regional thing. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had that one? Oh, God, I don't even remember. I just remember the ones that we used to get were sour cream and onion and cheddar and bacon. And baked potato, the original. And the original, of course. Right, which was, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that was the potato skin you wanted. Yeah. But it's funny, they described the two different sides of the potato skin as the dark side and the light side. Well, I guess, like, you know, I struggle to describe it myself, so I can understand why they went with such a crappy description. Well, I mean, it sounds like Star Wars to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, the commercials are just the, the Keebler elves peeling potatoes in their little tree shack. <laughs> nothing sinister about either side of that chip well you, you probably lived next to the ewoks <laughs> oh god they might have that would be some reveal the cable <laughs> tree is on endor <laughs> so tgi fridays has a branded chip that is basically tato skins and i got them recently i was like oh my god these are tato skins <laughs> are they really yes because <laughs> they're they're made by the same company that has the more recent version of Tato skins. <sighs> I'm, I'm like, I'm tempted to try, but I still feel like I need Keebler. Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that. But, you know, it takes you back to, and I always talk to people about this, and it, it bothers me, because potato skins, they're barely on menus anymore. And, like, when we were kids, they were, like, everywhere. Like, hey, you want to go out for some potato skins? Yeah, I mean, it was like dinner's version of the ice cream sundae. Yes. It's like, it was oh, a my God, there's potato skins in the menu. Big fucking boats full of cheese. <laughs> Shove that sour shit down my throat. Yeah, sour cream, chives, bacon bits. Yeah. I mean, oh, God. I remember going out to dinner like, hey, can we get potato skins? Like, it was a huge deal when they were like a new thing. You yeah, know? yeah. They were. It was like almost what 
to our generation what the blooming onion was to the next generation. Oh, exactly. It's exactly what it was. And these chips that you mentioned are, they were like, let's capture that in a chip. That's and, what it was. And they succeeded. In spades. Mm-hmm. Cheddar cheese and bacon, sour cream and chives, tasty baked potato, you won't believe your eyes, they're made with potatoes and skins that are real, potato skins from Keebler, baked potato appeal. Next on my junk food menu is a beverage. It's a liquid beverage. I, I would hope so. <laughs> I want to wash down my, my boppers and my pizzerias with Crystal Pepsi. Oh man, you're a big, big fan. I love Crystal Pepsi, and it's got a huge following, of course. Yeah, but I do want to point out that you have a different sort of outlook on it. Like, for I most do. of us, it's, like, just sort of this nostalgic thing that we cling to because it was weird and fun. You loved it. You I, actually yeah. loved it. You could talk to two friends, and they'll say, hey, Coke and Pepsi is exactly the same. It tastes exactly the same. But Crystal Pepsi is a point of contention because... A lot of people will say it tasted exactly like regular Pepsi, but that's not the case to me. To me, it had a completely different flavor, and it was something that you had never tasted before. You know, they really changed the formula. It was a clear soda that had a new taste, and to me, it had like sort of a nutty aftertaste, almost like a like an almondy aftertaste in a way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, man. that's that's a stretch, but I mean, yeah, that's a stretch. Yeah, I'm just trying to get you to th to kind of come on. No, I, I admit that it was a different flavor. You know, yeah. as a kid, my friends and I used to do blind taste tests, but I guess it was unfair to do that because it wasn't marketed as the exact same thing. Right. It was just supposed to be like a quote-unquote cleaner cola. Right. And, you know, it, it amazes me that Mountain Dew came out with the Dew Shine, which is like the clear Mountain Dew. And everybody's going with these natural sodas and the cane sugar and no artificial coloring and all that. Now is a perfect time for Pepsi to re-release it. And, you you know, they they released that letter that said, well, we're going to we got a big surprise for you and yeah. all that. So I don't know if they were talking about the Pepsi Perfect deal that was coming out, uh, you know, that comes out. Uh, I guess it's this week. It Yeah, it already did. Yeah, and they're charging 20 bucks for a bottle of Pepsi Perfect. And it's still sold out in two seconds. But, like, if they do that with Crystal Pepsi, I would be so pissed. Because $20 for a bottle of Crystal Pepsi is not going to fly in the sexy armpit land. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that you mention it, I could see them doing it that way. Yeah. Um, I do feel like they pretty emphatically said that they were going to bring back Crystal Pepsi. There wasn't yeah. much room for guesswork. Yeah, they it's it's like all over the place. They said they were gonna. Yeah, I mean, well, they didn't outright yeah, they say didn't outright it, but say it. like yeah. they wouldn't have said what they said if it wasn't in the works. Right. But nothing yet, nothing new to report. Yeah, but they better not be charging twenty bucks for that shit. Well, let's. I mean, let's not count our chickens. They didn't even back yet. We can't criticize them for the release when it hasn't been released. <laughs> and one thing I do uh, hold very dear is a bottle that you gave me. Of, I did. Uh, crystal pepsi it's looks awesome. like looks like goat piss now but <laughs> it is legit crystal pepsi yeah i mean to have an original bottle is yeah. awesome so. <laughs> well i mean that's the thing because you know you mentioned the the kind of stuff you'd see in stores now and you're right you'd see basically every color of the rainbow it's no big deal to do a hyper colored cola back yeah. then it felt so alien yeah it's like it was such a novelty to see like this clear soda on the shelves yeah 
nowadays to me it's like there's never been a time where it's more appealing to put something out that doesn't have artificial coloring in everybody's all big on the artificial stuff and the preservatives and this and that so you know make it the same flavor make it natural you know make it uh cane sugar if you want i don't care just put it out again (laughs) (laughs) god you sounded a bit like a madman there Now get a free two liter of Crystal Pepsi with any two medium one topping pizzas for eleven ninety nine only from Pizza Hut. Yes, we have it. Oh yes, we have Crystal Pepsi. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Okay, what do we have next on your junk food menu, Matt? Next on my menu is something from nineteen eighty seven. They are McDonald's Chicken McNuggets Shanghai. I remember these. Oh god, this is a big deal. They were basically just regular Chicken McNuggets, but. They were served in this special box that had a design that looked like the the Chinese restaurant from Seinfeld, <laughs> like you know, with the red, like the red with the gold trim, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And it came with chopsticks and fortune cookies. Yes, it was the like Mc, the, the Mick fortune cookie. Yeah, yeah, it was like an official McDonald's branded <laughs> fortune cookie. So, like, I, you know, I'm what am I, seven, eight years old? I'm fucking floored. <laughs> I'm going to McDonald's and I'm leaving with Chinese food. <laughs> Now, I remember McDonald's for a while was like they were like kind of experimenting and every year or so there'd be some different type of McNugget. Yeah, they had they had a holiday version. Yeah. I mean, you recreated holiday McNuggets. I did. I did. Because, you know, I have a really full life and there's just (laughs) there's just enough time for me to recreate McDonald's special sauces from 1986. (laughs) But yeah, the sh- these Shanghai, I mean, the box of the Shanghai. Oh, so cool. I mean, yeah, it, it looks like you went to like Chinatown and got yeah. like a, a fancy bauble inside yeah, of it. Yeah, totally. It looks like one of those things that might case those two metal balls that you make spin around in your hand. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and instead of finding, you know, metal balls in the box, there's fucking chicken McNuggets. <laughs> it was awesome. And then you get to play with chopsticks, which for many of us, myself included, like sushi wasn't big around here back then. That was my first chance to mess with chopsticks. Sushi, like, even though it was, it was popular when we were young, but it was popular amongst rich people. And like, we didn't go to sushi places in the early 80s, you know? Right, and at least, I mean, I know chopsticks could be found at a Chinese restaurant, but the ones here never had them. Mm. So, like, that was, like, Shanghai was my first chance to get my hands on those sticks, and I was so horrible with them, but, God, what fun. What were the sauces? Do you remember? I actually don't remember. I... You know, it's got to be the spicy mustard sauce. The thing I will mention is that the, <laughs> by today's standards, the TV commercials may have been just a little bit racist. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a tiny, tiny bit. It's like, yeah. I don't think this promotion would ever fly now. No. But, I mean, like, back then, it's not like, it just seemed like it was in good fun. I didn't know there was any problems with it. And I loved it. Some of these companies were experimenting with, like, international gimmicks. Yeah. So, and, and at that time, I think it was more about celebrating the world. than Right. It was, yeah. You know, the world as we saw it. Yeah. No matter how untrue it was. Yeah. It was, like, that's what it come down to. It was just sort of, like, willful ignorance. It wasn't like anyone was trying to be bad. It's just nobody cared enough to actually look into their claims. <laughs> that's a good pick. It's Chicken McNugget Shanghai. Now you get plump, tender chunks of chicken with three totally new oriental sauces. Cantonese sweet and sour, teriyaki, hot mustard, plus chopsticks, and a McFortune cookie. Taste the Orient at McDonald's. Pick up Chicken McNugget Shanghai, or try to. 
chop chop. The offer ends soon. Okay, next on my menu is something that not everyone will remember, but I know you do, and that is micro magic hamburgers and French fries. And, and they also had they also had milkshakes too. So micro magic burgers and fries and milkshakes were basically like taking home uh you know a burger from like a burger joint, but yet the way you cook it is in the microwave, right? Yeah. So we were still living in a time when microwaves were this novel appliance uh in your kitchen. I mean, I, I don't know if that's true, but for people our age, there were, you know, it was always a treat to be able to use the microwave. Yeah, I mean, because growing up, you know, even though microwaves were big in the late 70s and early 80s, you know, I would still go to people's houses back then and they didn't have microwaves, you know. So uh, getting this and putting in the microwave was like this amazing thing and saying that, oh, I had, a, you know, a burger and a milkshake at home. It was just such a cool thing. Did they ever come out the way that they were intended to? No, it was always like a soggy mess. Oh, my God. Just brutal. Yeah. And like the, the bun was all like wet. <laughs> but the thing is, you would eat them so often that you would develop a taste for their awfulness. That's exactly what it was, because like I have fond memories of, of how they tasted, but it was more like, oh, man. I remember the moments that I was eating them was usually like such a great time, like middle of the summer, nobody's home. I'm at the kitchen, like watching reruns of Gilligan's Island or something, you know? Yeah. Um, you know how like they sometimes infuse food with foreign flavors? Mm -hmm. Their French fries were like French fries infused with paper. <laughs> paper. <laughs> and it was so delicious. They were like soggier versions of bowling alley French fries. Yeah, but like you know, you you had basically all the micro magic foods came in these little red boxes that you you just nuked them in. Right. But they had like crisping trays in them, so like I don't know, like they would just get fused with that cardboard. It would become part of their ensemble. Yeah, they probably did. We probably ate a lot of paper back then. Yeah. Oh, God, but they were delicious. <laughs> they were delicious. Yeah, the burgers, man, I actually did like the burgers quite a bit. But the milkshakes were like such an oddball mix of hot and cold. Because you think about it, you're putting like a frozen milkshake in a microwave. Like, why would you even need to do that? Because it's a milkshake, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you had to melt it down enough to make it liquid. <laughs> But then in the middle, it would still be all frozen. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a, I think the milkshakes may have been a misfire, personally. <laughs> yeah. But, of course, every time I went to the store, I'm like, oh, mom, micro magic. Yeah, because, like, you know, <laughs> think about it. When else did you have a chance to bring, fuck, like, burgers and fries in your bedroom? You oh, know? it's amazing. You would yeah. just sneak into the kitchen and make yourself goddamn fast food and run <laughs> off like a bandit. Like, no other chances did we have growing up to do anything like that. No, it was such a cool thing. And that's another thing that just disappeared, you know? Like, you always want it. Now you got people, like, online, like, where's Micro Magic? You know, like, we all want it back, so come yeah. back. I know? mean, there's there's got to be a solid 37 people openly pining for Micro Magic's return. I think there's more than that. I don't know, because I've mentioned it before, too, and I feel like people are like, oh, I never had that here. I'm like, oh, well, you missed out, buddy, because that it shit was great. Yeah, there was such a little specific group of us that had micro magic. Yeah, <laughs> we have to have like a, a group of uh, micro magic fans. That, there has to be more than how many? Well, I guess it, we'll find. You know, we know of thirty-seven right now, but yeah. maybe after this podcast, we'll find out that there are more people. 
the goal would be at least 420 fans. Yeah, then we could start a petition. Yeah, yeah. It's time for me to bring out my drink of the evening. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Boku. Oh. Yeah, came out in the early 90s, and I don't know if uh, you were a fan of it, but I was. I was a fan, yep. Yeah, they were uh, juice boxes, but the gimmick was that they were juice boxes for adults. Right. And, like, really sophisticated adults. Like, the, the boxes didn't even have straws. Yep. And, like, the flavors were, like, white grape and other bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the only time a juice box has been pretentious, but I was all over it. I, <laughs> You know, I was 13. These things were marketed to, like, I guess 17, 18-year-olds, <laughs> really smart ones. And I'm like, hey, if I drink this, I'm cool and I'm old. And Richard Lewis did the commercials, I remember. Oh, God, yeah, Richard Lewis. Like, it's basically Richard Lewis, like, doing a Richard Lewis impression. Yeah. It's like, he's so... Richard Lewisy. <laughs> it's like, hey, Rich, could you like do more hand motions? We need at least one per per second. But that's like when he was like he it had, looks like a fucking flip book in those commercials. That's when he actually had like some street cred back then. Like, you know. well, you know, I think doing a series of commercials for Boku drink boxes can kill your cred pretty fast. Yeah, and as it turned out, it sort of did. Yeah, it's like, oh, he, he's edgy. Let's get let's get him to do this commercial. He's like in a black room sitting on like a bar stool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it looks like the opening to some really edgy stand-up routine and meanwhile he's just sitting there hawking goddamn juice boxes. <laughs> One thing I and I don't know if I'm remembering correctly, but I felt like the Boku drink boxes were taller than like your average drink box. Probably I believe you are they, correct. Yeah, because they felt like, well, you're old to an older crowd, so they're going to drink more. So the box has to be taller. I don't know necessarily that the box had more in them, but the box was taller and I think thinner. Yeah, yeah. It was the sophisticated, refined drink but box. Why? Why <laughs> would you try to make a sophisticated juice box? <laughs> Like what? How many people around a table could actually say yes to this idea? Millions well, of dollars went into Boku. I like I was the only person who drank it. Yeah, like what would be the difference? <laughs> what would be the difference if they actually just put the same juice in a can? Well, I think they eventually did have bottles and stuff, but mm. you know, it was it was pitched as a juice box. Yeah, yeah, and that was the whole gimmick. I gotta tell you, though, every time I drank one, I felt like I was at the fucking Four Seasons. <laughs> it really transformed your your mind, huh? Mm-hmm. White grape, baby. <laughs> you had a pipe and a smoking jacket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'd ride my bike into what we called town, which was to store up the road, and i just load up on Boku and run back home with them in that like milk crate attached to my bike. And I'd be so proud just driving along, feeling like an adult. Like, I just went grocery shopping because I bought these sophisticated juice boxes. <laughs> oh, it was so easy to buy into gimmicks back then. Yeah. It's like, only now do you realize that, man, you just, like, fell for the stupidest shit. Oh, God, I know. Micro magic too. <laughs> Micro magic, Pretty much everything on our lists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All these things that are terrible for you, or just terrible in general. Oh, God, I wish they would come back. Can you believe she wouldn't even let me go to the juice box aisle? And she'd drive by the supermarket to see if my car was parked outside. 
I hear now she's seeing a juice box counselor. All I wanted was a Boku. Boku fruit juice cooler from McCain. Is that too much to ask? Next up on my menu is another chip, and that is Doritos Collisions. These are a more recent thing, and they're, you know, they really shouldn't even be on the list because we said that should be from our youth, but as of right now, they're not being made. What they were, in one bag, you're going to get two different flavors of a chip. For instance, one of the bags was pizza cravers and ranch. So, like, people who like pizza dipped in ranch dressing, they're getting the best of both worlds, right? Yep. And some of the other flavors were uh, zesty taco and chipotle ranch and cheesy enchilada and sour cream. Like, they were, like, very complimentary flavors. But what was amazing about them is that the Dorito dust somehow didn't creep onto the other Doritos. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know how they did that, but really, that wasn't even what got me in lo- to, to be in love with these chips. It was more because they tasted so friggin' good. They were like the best flavors that they ever made, and they never spilled out into like their own, like they never branched out like with a cheesy enchilada right, right. Uh, Dorito. You know, it was only available in the Doritos Collisions bags. Well, I think the key to it is that like... We know when you have any other flavor of a single flavor bag Dorito, after a while, it's like your mouth is so coated in it that you can't even taste them anymore. Right. You could right. feel them and you could bite them and you could swallow it, but it's just like you're already done. Like you, your whole mouth tastes like a Cool Ranch Dorito at that point. Exactly. When you had collisions, you were constantly cleansing your palate with other flavors. Yeah. So it just, it, you know, every chip, as long as you kept alternating, was a new experience. Oh, yeah. This was a party in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And really. those bags look like goddamn versus screens from Street Fighter. I know. You know, they have, like, the two chips warring with their own color schemes. Yeah. How are these not being made anymore? They're, like, the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm always, I feel like if they're not being made now, God knows, maybe they are in some limited market. They're definitely going to come back at some point because they're not that old. No, they're not that old, and and they didn't seem to last very long either, but I bought the shit out of them when they were out. Yeah, I mean, I just actually found my old review of them. They were around in 2007, so yeah. definitely uh, within the realm of possibility that we'll see collisions again. Yeah, and I guess it kind of does count that, like we said, it should have been from like our sort of our childhood, and I'm still a big child, so it kind of counts. Yeah, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll let it slide because that was a good pick. What's the difference between a little fun and a lot? I'm going to go with a cookie next. These were made by Nabisco in the 80s. And if you can believe it, they were somehow like an even more kid-friendly Oreo cookie. Do you know where I'm going with this? I know where you're going. Say it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, he's got the giggles. He's got the giggles. Giggles Cookies with its famous television commercials where every kid who saw one just became so overcame with joy, they could not stop laughing. They were, oh, man, those commercials were amazing. Yeah, I swear, it was like the inspiration for the newsroom scene in Batman. <laughs> Like, these kids would just literally lose their minds at the sight of a Giggles cookie. <laughs> it was amazing. But I'll tell you, though, those cookies were good. They oh, tasted God. really good, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, it was like mixing the gimmick of an Oreo cookie with the taste of an E.L. Fudge cookie. Oh, that's... So, so good. 
That's exactly what they were. Yeah, so they had the one was the fudge uh, cookie and the one was like the vanilla cookie, but you're right. That's exactly what they were. Yeah, so the top cookie of the three layers had like a face etched onto it, like a smiling monster face, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, you know, you're a kid. Anything is amusing to you. Having a cookie that looks like a person, that's that's hot. <laughs> yeah. Then you would take off the top and it would have this like two-tone cream. Oh. Yeah, the chocolate on on the outside, vanilla on the inside, or yeah. vice versa if you got the other version. Looked like a candy eyeball or something. Yeah, it did. Come to think of it, though, those faces on the cookies were actually more creepy than I think they. I don't. I don't know if I would have laughed at it. You know. Well, they kind of look like you know when you ever go into like that that fake fancy person's house and they have like the theater mask ceramic things oh on the wall. Oh my god! Yes. They look sort of like that. So it's like each cookie sort of represented uh, an emotion at its base level. Yeah. Sometimes it would just be happy, and then other times it would be insane. <laughs> yeah, there was never morose or uh, neutral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just you know all sorts of extreme euphoria, and sometimes that's a little hard to look at. <laughs> but yeah, those are great. Giggles cookies. Awesome. Thanks. You know, I had a hand in making them. <laughs> There she goes. My sister has the giggles again. There's these giggles cookies. She likes giggles funny faces. Me, I like the two kinds of cream inside. What's next on your menu? Okay, next up on my menu is my last pick for the evening. Mm. Let me do this the right way. Okay. Okay. Coming down the aisle. Is Jay's number six pick, WWE Ice Cream Bars. <laughs> By a good humor in the 80s and 90s. And I think they stretched all the way into the early to mid 2000s. They did. Yep. And uh, I was hardcore into these. What it was, was basically an ice cream bar with vanilla ice cream sandwiched in between a magic shell uh, chocolate coating and a soft cookie. On the yeah. other and on the other side, which was branded with the outline of a WWF superstar. Oh God! It was there was so much going on with these bars. They, I know. Just, it's like you're right, wrestler on top of a cookie, on top of vanilla ice cream, on top of a chocolate shell. Yeah, I mean, and to me, I mean, the, it, easily the greatest part of it was the the soft cookie because it mixed with the vanilla ice cream so good, and it, like you weren't because it, if it was a hard cookie. You would have been very disappointed, and you might have broke your teeth. But this yeah. was a soft cookie, and then at the top it off, you can save the box and cut out a card, and you yep. can have a free collectible WWF card, a limited edition WWF card of such luminaries as Hillbilly Jim, the Junkyard Dog. Yeah, yeah, I even have all them, all mine from when I was a kid. But the key to these for me was like for about five or six years of my life, and this is no joke. You could ask anybody. I would <laughs> I would run to the ice cream man every time he came because he would come from like springtime all the way to like September, October. Right. And in my neighborhood. So I would run to the ice cream man every single day, every time he was there and get a WWF ice cream bar. And the ice cream man, he knew me by name. And it was the same ice cream man like for five years in a row, right? Yeah. And he, he would literally park outside of my house. And he knew I'd be running out at a certain time. Oh God! So, yeah, we had this. We had a whole thing going on. It was my one vice, you know. A dollar fifty was a small admission price to heaven. 
Yeah. I guess like when you were eight, you had a dealer. I had a dealer. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're right. I mean, they were like one of the ultimate things to get from an ice cream truck. Oh, damn it. Oh, I'm guessing. I think he had one as well. He did have one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know who else had one? <laughs> Imagine him strutting, but without the the uh, scissors, and he's just got a couple of WWE ice cream bars. Oh God, that should have been the fucking commercial. Yeah, I mean, imagine had, that. Yeah, they had a couple of good ads, like at least some good print ads. I remember there was one with Jimmy Hart yep, looking all yep. goofy. <laughs> it was actually a pretty good picture of him, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Handsome fellow. <laughs> they actually have done that gimmick with other properties, but it's not the same without a wrestler on it. So they they use the same actual ice cream and the cookie and the soft shell a magic shell on one side exact same in, thing they did for it with a different property yeah know. they did it with um i think rugrats in 2000 or something oh okay exact same ice cream but i mean if you don't have jyd on it what's yeah the, what's the point or king harley race <laughs> god, <laughs> god do you really think don't did harley race cream? have one yeah but don't you want ice cream with king harley race <laughs> king on? harley race he's every he was every kid's favorite <laughs> great pick and you know there was that that hubbub a while back yeah. that they would be coming back yeah and cm punk tried to uh drum up the business for it right and, right and everybody was on on the ball with it wwe even made a t-shirt with uh cm punk on the front of a wwe ice cream bar why the hell wouldn't they do it i mean at least as like even a an arena exclusive I mean, yeah, and and talk about trying to strike while the iron's hot. They missed out. I mean, big time. That yeah. was a perfect time. Yeah, be- I mean, it was like the biggest crowd eruption when he mentioned them. Oh yeah, huge pop. Yeah, yeah. like an Austin level Road Warriors pop for the ice Road cream Warriors bars. pop. Yep. <laughs> Number one thing being, I want you to bring back the WWE ice cream bars. you a million dollars in ice cream sales we have one more for you right matt yeah this is my last one okay and the interesting thing about this inclusion is that i've never actually eaten it it's the one that got away it's my fast food junk food crap food white whale mm. it's the slimer sunday yeah the slimer sunday i've never had that either well, that's because I think you could back me up here. We didn't have Hardee's restaurants around us. No Hardee's anywhere. To yeah. Be so back in 1989, the Hardee's chain had this awesome Ghostbusters 2 promotion where you can get like kids meals and there was like signage in the restaurants and all that shit. Oh, man. But the best part was that you can get this like soft serve vanilla ice cream sundae covered in radioactive green bubblegum flavored sauce that was named after Slimer. <laughs> You know, I remember the first time when you were telling me about this. I'm like, man, we haven't lived. 
You know, with <laughs> we we miss we, out on this. We did, and it's probably yeah. why we're such miserable old krauts. <laughs> because I'll tell you, like I know a lot of people probably expected me to mention Ecto Cooler, and of course I want Ecto Cooler back, but we've talked about it on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. From what I could tell, though, from people who've had the Slimer Sunday, some of them miss that even more than Ecto Cooler. Like really? it just left this just amazingly huge impression on them. And I could see why. Like, imagine you're having ice cream and it's actually called Slimer. So if someone was going to, like, recreate this, I'm not saying I'm going to do it or anything. Mm-hmm. It's a vanilla soft serve ice cream, right? With bubblegum green slime on it? Is that And is there anything else to it or is that it? I don't, you know, I don't want to, I've never had it myself, so I'm going on just, like, a lot of, a lot of mentions online and brief mm-hmm. little pictures that I've been able to pull. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, like, a soft serve vanilla ice cream scoop mm-hmm. with this green sauce on it yeah, yeah bubblegum yeah. green oh man so i, I guess I mean, you that's... could you could get the flavor back but what's the point if you don't have like the slimer sign with it you know yeah you know it would be great if we if we just took the the slimer uh buckets that came from the the uh donut shop right yeah right. and then we just filled it with Mounds and mounds of oh, vanilla soft serve, and, <laughs> and then drizzled the uh, bubblegum syrup all over it. Oh God! Let's and do just it. Go to you know what? I actually have some of that Hulk syrup from a few years ago, the green one. Oh man! So we could totally make this happen. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's go drive to Hardee's. All right, they're only about like seventeen hours from here. <laughs> well, you know, if they were to do something for this, the new Ghostbusters coming out, we're gonna be there front and center. Oh, I totally expect that they'll do some big food promotion. They'd be crazy not to. Yeah. I ain't afraid of no ghost. They're here. Hey, let's cook. Collect all four ghost blasters only at Hardee's. Now I'm just like sitting here thinking about your head-sized bucket of goddamn <laughs> Slimer Sunday. <laughs> all right. So if you, looking back, looking yeah. back uh, at our at our menus, mm-hmm. I would I would say we both have pretty solid junk food menus here so if you were to look back on your menu yeah now you've got some good stuff you've got mm-hmm. uh you've got the slimer sunday you got fruit corners you got giggles mcnuggets shanghai tato skins what if you had to get one right now back oh man in, in your life in your mouth okay wow wow oh man that's so hard i, I am gonna go with the Slimer Sunday. Ah, and see that it's just—it's amazing that you said that. I guess because it's more because you've never had it, you want to experience it. It's because I don't like the fact that there's someone out there that knows what a Slimer Sunday is, and I don't. <laughs> it keeps me up at night and it eats at me. <laughs> I fucking hate anyone who's had this thing because I haven't had one, and I need to release that anger. The only way I could think to do so is by its return. I, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Out of, and out of your picks, I'm going to go with that as well. Because it's just something that needs to be experienced. Yeah. So what about you? What about from your list? So I would narrow it down to Crystal Pepsi and WWF ice cream bars. I'm making you pick one. No narrowing. No narrowing? Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm going with the ice cream bars. Wow, okay. Yeah. I think that'll be the popular choice. Yeah, I mean, it's really... Listeners. Yeah, it's one of the things that it and you know this because the minute you bite into one, it brings you back to when you were a kid. Yeah, 
And like, and the thing is, like, you remember when you were a kid and you bit into one of those? It was just the first bite would completely fill your mouth. Yeah, It'd be like a, you know, a cartoon duck trying to get food down its down its little neck. <laughs> uh, For me, I would take the ice cream bars, you know, enjoy it, collect the cards, and then. I realized, well, hey, I was eating these when I was seven or eight when they first came out or six or whatever. And then I was also eating them when I was 15, 16, 17. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it didn't stop, you know? Yeah. They were a constant in your life and it, it hurts that they were taken away. Yeah, exactly. I hear that. So we have ice cream bars. Actually, we both picked the ice cream. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I guess it's also a little boring. Yeah. Maybe we should taint the ice cream with some psychedelic drugs yep get call call your dealer <laughs> al the ice cream dealer al the ice cream dealer <laughs> well i would say that we uh have some pretty solid junk food yeah but let's list. be honest you know we were talking about doing this podcast we realized that there were way 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 too many oh my god so yeah. like this might merit a part two someday yeah, I mean, I know my, with my list, I had at least two others that I wanted to fit in, but uh, they just didn't make the cut for this show. So, yeah, maybe sometime in the future. Yeah, please. Like, I'm sitting here thinking everyone's going to give me such shit for not mentioning the Ninja Turtles pudding pies. Mm. I'm like, so I'm just going to clarify right now that we might do a part two. So no no comments like that. Yeah, exactly. You just, you just hold your tongue. <laughs> All right. So... This has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. And I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. And I am the robot from Rocky IV. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. We hope you will join us again sometime.